Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. You ready? You are live, brother. <laughs> you, <laughs> or I am live. I don't know who's live. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, see, I don't do intros on my podcast. They're all they're all recorded after we record. Oh, perfect. So it's just we're just rolling, and this is how it goes. Let's do it. So well, I appreciate you for coming. To, actually, I'm in your office recording a podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of having a space, right? So, well, I know we kind of just went over it, but if I was going to be recording on my podcast, I would, the first thing I'd want to talk to you about was your bowl. Yeah, and I. We're going to be a little bit redundant here because uh, I just asked you a few questions. But... No, I, I would love. I, I think it's a topic that a lot of people are kind yeah. of curious about too. I think. So. Yeah. Well, I was talking to to my buddy Brad, and we were both like, we watched. I watched a couple of the videos, and I watched the one where you shot your bull, and and the one that that one set up me. I'm like, Trent looks defeated. <laughs> looks like he got his ass kicked but... before, or after. <laughs> and uh, and Brad's like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Trent like that before. And I'm like, well. I've never seen him pass up a bull that had, you know, too many points for, t- for two hands, you know? And yeah, so I imagine that was probably weighing in on you. And then um, I'm like, I, that's a tough hunt. And there's an area that I hunted with a buddy of mine um, in that same unit. And it looked pretty similar. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even want to walk down there. Even Like, it was just a giant, giant shithole. Like, it was yeah. a... I mean, how far down there was it to the bottom, do you think? So the bottom's like 3,600 feet. So, yeah. And every day you're going, not every day, but a lot of days, you're going at least 11 to 2,400. Yeah. So I want you to picture if you're starting at the coast, almost where you live, and then you're basically walking almost as high, I mean, I want to say like Tokety. I was going to say, it's the highest peak, <laughs> highest peak around. Yeah, it's higher, higher than anything here and in, in at least... Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. That's nuts to I mean, think if about. you go to the highest range on the Cascades, you're you're in our area. I don't. I still think you're right. about 1,000 feet above the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It, it's, a, it's a crazy hunt altogether, and it just adds a whole bunch of different degrees of difficulty and challenge um, than, than our normal hunts, obviously. Yeah. And then being a rifle hunt on top of that, <clears throat> totally different than where you, you know, I've been doing rifle hunting for a long time. So not different than I'm used to, but different than I think than the viewers are used to seeing. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. What gun were you using? I was using a 28 Nosler MOA gun. Really? Yes. What was That's, going on with the uh, with the loading feed thing? Because yeah, so so that whole thing. Uh, just to tell the whole backstory on that, if you see my second day of hunting, we were on that big six by seven, and I did not shoot him. I passed him up, which I'm not still sure about. <laughs> Even after killing a nice bull, I'm still not sure about. But um, anyway, and it was pouring down rain, and I had the barrel. I had tape over the barrel. I had all of you know what you're supposed to do. Obviously, you know, in a super super. Um, condensation kind of a kind of a a time but anyway it still got a bunch of gunk i guess like Hmm. i don't know because it was days and days and days after that that i had actually a chance to i I tested the gun before i tested both guns i had two guns up there both 28 moas both Mm -hmm. of them 
And anyway, test them both. Both of them shot really well. I've shot uh, both of them in the past. The one that gummed up on me, I've shot a lot in the past. And um, anyway, and it just would not feed a shell, man. It was the shells were seated so tight that Trevor's got them, which is no big deal, obviously. But it like gunked up right there where the seat of the of the shell is in the chamber. So I really? could not I could not get the bolt down. That I, I had a similar situation in Idaho, but it was completely user error. <laughs> so I had my my gun strapped to the pack. Right when we're hiking around, you know, six, eight, ten miles a day for for mule deer, and then I would sit down on my butt and then I'd lean against, lean against a bank. And apparently I had gotten, um, leaned up against the wrong bank and I had gotten a bunch of this grimy, sandy dirt in my action. And so Never I good. went to go work the bolt on something. Cause I'm like, there could be, you know, there's a herd that ran out right in front of me. So I worked my action real quick. Um, I don't walk around with a, with a bolt in my gun. I just don't do that. Right. And, um, and so I worked the action and then I like, I didn't even get the bullet halfway in there. It was like, what the hell? And then I spent like 20 minutes, Trying to get that thing ungonked. Oh, I was like, man. oh God. If there was a big buck in that herd. Oh. <laughs> I was jamming everything I could. <laughs> Tiny. Uh, it was so bad. Something Twigs. you probably never do to a gun. Because there was a herd below me. Mm. And they were just keeping on coming out. And there was like five bulls, you know. And I'm like, oh boy. Is that a big one? Is that a And I'm, so I'm trying to keep an eye on the elk. But at the same time, trying to get this. Uh, just, it just It just turned out to be a little bit of a nightmare. But. It was what it was. And it's so, I think it's those things like on a hunt that you mentioned, like I look defeated. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of those things that like added up to like the whole pinnacle of actually shooting an elk to where it was like, man, what else could go wrong? Right. One, you know, or what else couldn't go right? You know, uh, of that, of that matter, when is it going to happen? Cause you hunt like where I was at, you're not hunting for the day that you're <clears throat> hunting. You're not just going, Hey, there's a bull. Let's just go shoot that one. Very, very rarely you can do that. So where I was hunting, you're seeing a bull from three miles away and the rim that you have to actually drive on to get to these ridges that go down to where you saw that elk is a lot of times two hours, you know? So you're driving for two hours, dropping down for two more hours on that ridge and then dropping off the ridge down to where you could shoot across possibly to shoot this elk, you're another two or three hours. So that's almost all your daylight. It's your whole day. Yeah. And so what we would try to do is like pattern these bulls, like this bull was coming out in this face for two days straight. The one I ended up killing, he came out two different times. And so we're like, okay, he's right there somewhere. He's got to come out and feed at some point. Yeah. And he did right before dark. And that, and that's what, that's, that's what ended the video. But a lot of the days we would see bulls and that would come out numbers of times and we're like, okay, between 10 and 11, this bull comes across this face. He's feeding over here, but he's bedding in this draw. And it's so thick, you can't sneak through these timber patches with a cameraman with all of, you know, and hope that the right bull steps, you know, gets up and you should, <laughs> it's just such a, it, it, it's a, it's, it's so hard to do that it was just like, so we would drop down and we would be set up hoping this bull would come out. And then he did, then he did the day, but oh. that day, but it was just so many days that it didn't, it didn't happen. You know, he well, what, I actually had a little bit of anxiety when Steve, like, you're like, like, is that the bull? Is that the bull? There was two Do bulls I in shoot? that. Do so I set the bull? There was two <laughs> together. One was just a two seventy five five point, oh. <laughs> and then him, the one. Mm-hmm. And so, and they were right in the same spot. And so one would come out 
And you'd be, oh, there, there, there's a boulder. There he is. There he is. And I would, oh, no, it's not him. Are it's you a, sure? It's a small five point. <laughs> and then he would come out every once in a while. And so anyway, it ended up being him. That's so, pretty cool. It Man, was cool. Yeah. How many guys did you have there throughout the duration of your hunt? So to start out with, I had like seven guys. I had Trevor. I had uh, Cody came up um, after opening day. I had my dad. I had Noah. I had Chase. Uh, I had a number of people and then along the way, what's pretty cool about social media. I'm not a giant fan of social media, but <laughs> I own a social media company. So <laughs> no, but it's just the people that were there that helped me. It was unbelievable. Chris, he is a guy that just reached out and says, Hey, I know that unit like the back of my hand. I've hunted it almost every single year. Hmm. And anyway, and so I actually got his phone number and I just called him and he was just like, I just talked to my boss. He said, it's okay if I leave. And really? Yeah. So he came up for four days or so and he helped. And that's pretty cool. It was awesome. It was so cool having him there. And just, I mean, just the help that I had from uh, guys on the mountain, a couple of guys named Bill, both of them were named Bill and, and his nephew. And it just, a lot of people just came, came together. And the cool thing about that, which I thought it was going to be an issue, a lot of the big, uh, in Oregon, it's no secret that the big, big three units, right. they have spike hunts during the, during the hunt. Right. And man, when I was just like, so I waited 18, almost 20 years to draw a tag. And now I'm competing with spike hunters. Yeah. Hundreds of spike hunters. I, I just like, why, you know, but I will say it was a super blessing as far as those people, all they want to do is help out the guys with the big bull tags. The people that I ran into anyway. That's cool. I never had one person say, uh, yeah, I'm hunting this bull. Da, da, da. Not one time. Not one time. Every single person that I ran into, they're just like, hey, give me your number. If I see this big bull, I've seen him three different times. If he pops out again, I'll, I'll call you and I'll tell you where he's at. Yeah. And, and Or tell you when he comes out. This is where he's at. I mean... They were so helpful, man. You know, so there's, there's a, there's a, and it's a fine line because there's some of these tags where they're just so hard to get and they're so coveted that all the things that like, if you have a public land tag, you're like, yeah, I didn't say anything, but you have like a buck in the back of your truck kind of yeah, thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but you get, How many times have we done that? <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> haven't seen a thing. What's that? Nothing. Nothing. Um, and, and you reach this point where you're like, okay, I've spent almost two decades or two decades waiting for this tag. All that kind of goes out the window and everybody wants everybody to be successful. You know, like my brother had a very coveted bighorn tag and everybody was an open book. Yeah. And after my brother shot his, he was willing to help the other hunter shoot his. And it was like, that's so awesome. You know, everybody just, everybody knows what it's like. That's a once in a lifetime tag period. And yours is getting to that point. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm probably never going to wait that long to kill a big bull like that, you know? And yeah. I don't know. It's it just. Uh, there's, I'm just kind of. I'm curious. Where where's that cutoff? Is it 12 years? Is it 13 years? <laughs> it's right. I think it's right. Because <laughs> I'm all, think you're I, wrong. I, well, I know I'm that way with six or seven points. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I, I mean, unless I have my tag and my you know wrapped around a, an elk or something, I'm pretty tight lipped. And you know me. I mean, as far as like, I'm good with the first one that gives me a chance. I'm just happy with it. Whatever, you know. I'm happy with the three point uh, or a five point or whatever, you know. Right. And but it was this tag, honestly, that it was the first time. A lot of firsts. I've never passed up a bull before. 
So <laughs> I know. First time I've ever passed up a bull <laughs> in my life. And not to mention the ones that I just didn't go after, you know, and try to, you know. So, I mean, it was just like, that was different, you know. I, I that was my, <laughs> you drawing that tag, I immediately started laughing. Like, that's going to be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, like you said, like I was defeated. Like, I'm like, I just passed up. Uh, okay. Biggest bull of my life. Biggest yeah. bull of my life. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. real cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Man. Well, I remember I had that tag um, over in Eastern Oregon a couple years ago, and I told you I passed up three or two or three rag or five five point rags, and then like, yeah. oh, and did you fill your tag? And I'm like, nope. And nope. you're like, how do you feel? <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. And if you don't think that was all those times I've said that to people going through my mind, yes, it was definitely going through my mind. Like, if I eat this tag, I am I am the person that I always say that right? I should never be. You know what I mean? So. No, oh, it, was, it was a lot, a lot of emotion that went into it. And, um, man, just to have it come out the way it did and have my dad there and Trevor there and stuff, yeah. it was pretty cool. Man, I, if I would have known, because I, I think I was probably either, I, I was just got back from Idaho when you were over there. Right. Got my butt handed to me in Idaho, like bad. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, bad. And then, um, like, I could go on an hour about how I got my ass kicked. I mean, everything that went wrong went wrong that uh -huh. could have. My... My sleeping bag broke. How do you break a sleeping bag? My tent that. door broke. That. My scope broke. My boots leaked. Brand new boots leaked. Like I mean, I could go on again on another end. But um, and then I came back, and then um, I was like, you know what? I killed a deer. I, I kind of settled. I killed a fork. Sweet. And, and um, yeah, and you know, I was like, I called my wife. I'm like, I kind of feel like I'm taking the easy way out. And she's like, if you shoot a buck that you're not gonna be happy with, I don't want to hear you bitch when you come home. Mm. And I was like. Touche. That's She's a like, great. You need to stick it out, you know. And if you if you get excited about one, shoot it. I'm like, okay. And she doesn't hunt. And I'm like, this is great advice. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes wives have that. They do. Yeah. They do. Well, she knows. She put up with me through 20 after the season of 2020 where I didn't fill a fall tag. <laughs> and I'm like, she, she's like, I'm not doing not that doing again. Not doing that again. Yeah. Not so, doing that again. Um, I think when you were because you said uh, you were hunting through Halloween, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was. Uh, probably sitting on my couch, um, done for the year. And then my wife's like, let's go hunting. Take, take me hunting. I was like, hell yeah. Like I'm never going to turn you down. So that we went good. out and, um, I don't know if I've told you this story yet, but I took her out and she, she's the one that she's shooter. Like, I don't care. I've already filled, you know, four tags. I'm good. And, and, uh, she's like, I'm cold. Can you turn the seat warmers on? And that's like, 20 minutes later, she's out. She's asleep. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. It was and, a long and, and so I walk out and, and I, um, um, long story short, I shoot this buck and, and I just listen to you think I'm like, I could have been out there helping you if I would have thought about it. Like I, I, I feel semi guilty. You should be. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing to my brother on his bighorn hunt. I, I left for a general season. I left his hunt early for a general season elk tag yeah and uh i'm still hearing about that uh, of course day. you are yeah so i guess that's just my mo <laughs> no it's happened like it's, it's it's been brought up between us too like <laughs> i feel like i've helped a lot of people in this company <laughs> and then i get there they're there for with me for five days and then gone and i'm like yeah wait a second guys you know so mm. but i mean it's just tough like getting into this rifle hunting side of things it pushes your season way out, you know, yeah. you bow hunt the whole time. And I bow hunted all of, that's why I just commend my wife and family. It's just like, and I called her too. I'm like, honey, I, this is, and you mentioned, you know, it looked like it was kicking my butt and it, it, it was kicking my, it was kicking my, 
my emotions, you know, it was just like, honey, I don't know what to do. And she says, you waited this long for this tag. Right. You don't kill a small one. You come, you do, and you get what you want and don't come home till you get what you want. Right. And so it was that pushing for me. It was just like, okay. And it was just that, you know, that, that affirmation was like, all right, that I needed it. I needed it big time. Yeah. Well, so. it just proves that you married the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until she gets sick of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but it's it's just been uh, man, it's been crazy. And every year, or so now that I'm just getting into kind of more of the rifle stuff, and it's just like it takes your season because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know let my brothers hang out to dry and just be like, no, I'm gonna rifle hunt. And you guys go do your bow thing because I love it so much. Right. I love going and calling and stuff. And I still I'll probably pick up a bow in the next year or so and and, and go and, and hunt with a bow. So again. you're gonna continue rifle hunting? 100. percent Really? Yeah. I don't. I won't say like uh, I won't say like just only rifle hunting. I won't say that, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I just enjoy it, man. I really, really enjoy the new challenge of it and the new, just the nuances of everything I'm learning from it is just amazing. Cause like the bow hunting side of things, and I'm not saying there's nothing I can't learn in the bow hunting that I've already learned, you know, right? no, you learn something every single time I think you're out in the woods, but at the same time, it's like, and I've mentioned this a lot before, like we do the same thing every time we go, we bugle, we wait. So we get a bugle back, we go in, we, you know, and we play the game right. and it hopefully comes in. If not, whatever, we go to the next one. If it comes in, try to get a shot at it and that's it. Rinse, wash, repeat. Rinse, wash and repeat. And it's just been, which don't get me wrong. I still get jacked up, but I get jacked up to see every, other people do it. I right. get jacked up to see, you know, a first timer hunt. I get, we got to do that a couple of times this year with guys that killed their first bulls and stuff. It's just been awesome. That, right. And and me being there for that, it just relives that first time for me. But for me, like the true, like adrenaline excitement is like trying something new. Well, you guys, I mean, what I think, and you guys, did you guys only hunt Oregon this year for elk? That's it. Really? That's it. We never went out of state once. I think a lot of people were ready for that. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to see that. A huge response. Getting back to base, like, we went hard. We went hard on Roosevelt's. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty sick. And by the way, that one um, you guys hunted over, was it on Troy's tag? Yeah. That's a freaking giant. How big was that bull? Do you think that was? Is that a 300 incher? Big. He was right there. I think he's right there. Yeah. 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 I tried to get, I tried to find that for Wyatt for his muzzleloader because he had the muzzleloader tag this year. Mm. And that was another whole different thing. My son killed his first elk. That episode comes out today. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that for tonight. But um, yeah, it just, oh, man. a lot of firsts, you know, this year. And I don't have to be the one that pulls the trigger. I just want to be there. Right. I just want to be there. So, but yeah, Oregon was amazing this year. And we've talked about that before. It's like people want to see us. I think a lot of people do like to see us come back to our roots, come back to the Oregon thing. And it didn't hurt drawing three of the biggest tags (laughs) in the state either. Right. And then one of the, one of the better rosy tags too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, like I was hunting pretty close to where you guys were, not the same unit, obviously. And we're, I was trying to like, trying to get you information from other hunters, but also trying to see what you guys were doing. Cause I was, I was getting into a lot of elk early. Were you guys getting into a lot of bugles early this rosy season? <sighs> no, no. We struggled for the first few days. Uh, day four, we shot at a bull and missed it. 
Um, it took us, it it took us a little bit to kind of get things warmed up. It seemed like, and then we left right after about, yeah, I remember that only here for only, we were only here for two weeks. I remember that. Yeah. Cause I met you out there, uh, right off the highway. Yep. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And, um, and by the way, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all hard to prove or not prove but i i shared that bugle with a few other guys buddies this year and i know personally i got the most rosies to bugle ever really yeah ever and i was getting echoes in canyons i wasn't getting echoes and i know that's not you know like that's that's real proof to me that like that bugle was louder yeah and um i'm like man you know and then everybody i i i I let tried or gave it to um you know, they'd call her. I'm like, just let me know what you think. Cause I, I want to know if you think you're louder or if it's just me and, and uh, everybody, pretty much everybody's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this thing's way louder. Cause I'm, I'm getting answers and drainages I've called for in years. And you know, I'll get a bill, I'll get a bowl of bugle, but then I'll get that bowl of bugle. And there'll be a one about 1200 yards over there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's rosy country. That's a long ways away, long ways, long ways. Yeah. And so it was like, <laughs> I took my buddy. I'm like, yeah, I bugled off of here and I got one to bugle over there and over there. He's like, from here. From right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, basically BS. I was like, oh, let me show you. That's cool. But uh, yeah, you guys, did you guys have good success with that this we year? Did. Getting good feedback? Yeah, everything we killed was with it. And we had one of our best years, honestly, ever since we started. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I, you know, I. With I, all of our, when we use all our reads and calls. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think, honestly, after, after experiencing the difference in volume, I think. I've, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but I think volume and frequency, because I think certain frequencies carry better. 100%. And I think volume is king for Rosie Hunt. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I, and I think I think there's a lot of it. I tell people all the time, it's just like, just go back a little ways and from your buddy Colin, and you will see. Yeah. These calls don't reach as far as you, as far as you think they will. They just don't. 100%. They just don't. And it's when you're getting those responses, 1,200 yards. And and obviously, that's got to be a pretty good line of sight. That's not going to be through hills and stuff like that. But other than, you know, it's it's been pretty awesome. It's been the response to them has been huge. It's been really positive. Man. Well, you were bugling on your on your big bull hunt. Yeah. In October. Yep. Yeah. We called in, I wouldn't say called in, we called bulls. So what, what I found is like the big bull of, I don't know, I'm assuming like these herds that we would see at one point had a giant bull in it. Well, the really, really nice bulls had taken over mm. the herds, not the big, big boys, you know, so like a 280 black horn, really nice. Um, yeah. Giant. They were, I'm looking at going, ah, <laughs> you know, would take over the herd of cows and he would be just screaming his head off. And, and I watched him push cows too. I watched him rut cows and stuff like that. And so, but the big, big, big ones, it seemed like they were holed up by themselves yeah. in certain pockets, all uh, either with one other elk, with one other bull or by themselves. I, you know, and I think there's probably a reason for that. And it's probably, they got what they wanted out of the herd. I think and so. now they're like, whatever's there is not worth my time defending. I'm going to go feed up for winter. I, just, I, I think you just, I think you hit that on the head. It's feed. <clears throat> so where we're at, there's snow, big time snow. It snowed on us numerous times. And I think it's, they have a biological thing in their head. Go, <laughs> you know what? If I keep pursuing this gal, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I gotta pack on some pounds. Yeah. I've got to get ready for this winter coming up. And so I do think they hit the heat of the rut and they think they I think they breed the majority, I, I would say, and yeah. then be like, okay, 
I need to go find sanctuary. Right, right. You know? Well, I, 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 it's kind of funny because they do that. I, I've heard this, and I, who knows? I can't prove it, but you've got way more experience than I do. In the beginning, you have a lot of these smaller, good bulls, but smaller bulls that have a herd. Yeah. And I've always heard that these bigger bull, bigger bulls will let the younger bulls have fun for a little bit, but when it's 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 peak estrus or, or getting up into after a little bit after the pre rut. They kick those little bulls out there. Thanks, thanks for doing all the work. This is now my herd. Yeah, and they kind of do that same thing towards the end. They're like, okay, you can have it, and then the smaller bull comes back in. I don't know. We've seen it both. You know, we've seen both. I think so many times where a big bull comes in and that little guy goes, I know, I know my role. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm too close. I'll be back in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. But you know what I mean? They've just walked over and they're like, yeah, please, please move now. Yeah, exactly. You know? So we've we yeah we've seen that kind of stuff, and which is really cool, but. But no, that's what we were finding is the big, big ones that we were targeting were off by themselves. And you just, I mean, you look across, there's so much, you can see so far over there on these ridge tops and canyons and everything. And then you look like three miles and you see this like just giant yeah. white school bus. And you're like, that's, that's a big one. You yeah. Know, you don't even need to see the horns. You just see the one elk. You're like, they're so much bigger. Their bodies are giant. I mean, everybody says Roosevelt's are big and don't get me wrong. They are I, the biggest elk I've ever seen, uh, was a Roosevelt, but these things aren't far off. The big ones, they're mm. just giant, man. They're giant. Well, I mean, you get a bull over here that lives, you know, six or seven years. That's a pretty old bull over here where we live. Yes. You get a bull over there. I think they can make, well, they're not hunted the same. And the country True. is way, way bigger. Way, so I think they can bigger. probably live a bit, a little bit longer out of that extra weight. They have. So they, yeah, <laughs> around here, they just, they're what, a mile, two, or I would say three mile, you know, a three mile radius, somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. over there, it's, they go, they, they have a wintering a range, <laughs> they have a summering range, right? Yeah. And they just, I mean, they, they go down clearing those low fields, you know, for winter and just pack on the pounds. It's, yeah. It's just a different, a little so, different animal. I, I guess, so your bull scored what? It scored 350 and an eighth. And an eighth. And an eighth. Green? Uh, it was, <clears throat> what, how many days after? I don't know, 35 days or something after. Yeah. I just I just had so many people asking about score. And then the last thing that I wanted to do was to take a tape out and be like, I scored it at da 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 And so I didn't want to say anything because, honestly, I did score the bull. And it was the same day, well, the next day, because it took us, I mean, I killed it at, I shot it right before dark, so at five something in the middle of the day or the middle of the evening, and we finally got him packed out at 4.30 in the morning. Holy crap. Yeah, with seven guys. So to tell you how much of a jaunt and venture that was. But anyway, so we got back to the tent. Obviously, we were happy, jacked, celebrating. And so pulled out a tape, and I did score the bull that night. And I scored the bull at, um, I scored it at 343. And I didn't cut lines. I didn't do anything. I just rough scored, yeah. you know. And if you've ever watched any of our stuff, we're not giant, we're not about score, right? anything like that. But at the same time, I love to give homage to the animal, however big it is, right. you know. And, and it always, it's curious to me, especially on a tag like that. I'm, I'm, it would be super contradicted of me to say, well, I'm trying to kill the biggest one I can and not worry about score, right? I mean, right. it's just, it's just the truth well, of the matter. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's, there's different mindsets when it comes to that. It's, it's look at me, look how big of an animal I yeah. killed, but there's for, you know, like, and I'm on the same mindset as you is like, if I want to tell somebody how big this animal is giving a score, let somebody that knows 
what that score means. Correct. Like I know if you shot a 280 inch rosy, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, giant. Does it look that big in the picture, or is it smaller in the picture? Like I killed a bull a couple of years ago, and it was photogenic, very photogenic bull. Everybody thought it was 270. I was like. No, he's actually like two. I forget what I measured him. He was way less than that. Uh-huh. Well, was sure. he close? But I was happy to to like. Oh, he is photogenic, you yeah. know. Like, and I, I and I thought that was kind of cool. Anyway, like, yeah, we can take yeah. good photos too. Yeah, you can. We can take you damn can. good photos. And um, I was excited to tell people that he was less because it, it, I mean the photo was you know, all these. I'm a pretty small guy, and I think just you know I have that effect on animals. A small animal can look bigger because I'm not a giant dude. And, um, you know, it just, it's kind of fun to, to play with people's minds there where you're like, actually, it's way smaller than you think, you know, but you, you do have that other frame of mind where it's all about the inches for some guys because yeah. that's what they're there for. And that's just not, and it was different for me for because me. I didn't want it to turn into that, you yeah. know, but there was times on the hunt where I had to like check myself because we were looking at bulls and I would be like, well, how big is he? You know, I'd say that numerous times. I would say that on the hunt. I, I, did it numerous times. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, so now what am I in this for? And honestly, I'll be totally honest. In the end of the game, I was in it to kill a big bull. Right. I was in it to kill a Well, you waited 20, a what, big 20 bull. years? And yes, was I looking <laughs> at, well, okay, what is that score? What do you think? Yeah. Damn right I was. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was. That's just the, it's just the truth of it. And, it, and it's weird to say, but it's just like, it's the truth. It's an aspect of hunting. Like when you see a muscle car, what's the very first thing you ask? Yeah. How many horsepower is that? that Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's not like, you know, you can't see it under the hood, but I mean, you can hear it. Like, I know it's just, it's just a measurement. Exactly. For, for, I think for guys like us, but there are definitely trophies. I think think it goes a little bit further than that. And it makes me (laughs) respect these guys that are just, just seeking out these big, big bulls and stuff. It's just like, there's a different degree of difficulty to try to kill a big, big one. There is. Yeah. It's a whole different mind frame. It's a whole different hunting aspect that I had to go through as far as like these bulls were by themselves. So I wasn't chasing herds of elk around. I was chasing one or two around. So that's a difference, you know, and these were in terrible places way down in the middle of nowhere, dark, deep canyons. That's a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? So it was a, it was a really different deal as far as that goes. Really different deal. I can tell you right now, I a hundred percent agree with you. If you're hunting immature three four-year-old animals, you're hunting a complete, you might as well be hunting a zebra to a giraffe because they're just completely different things. If you're hunting a mature animal, six, seven, eight years old, um, that's just a completely different experience. And I do that for deer. Granted, I shot a forky this year, you know, and the good black till I shot was, I think just a freak. He was, he was a very, very young buck, extremely small skull. So maybe he just had a little head, but I mean, he was a really, I think he was probably just a two or three year old, but he had a good, really? yeah. I mean, Interesting. it was really, yeah. I mean, he's one of the smallest scold bucks. I was comparing him to some of my other bucks. I'm like, this thing is, if, if you would have put a fork and horn rack on it, I totally would have believed it. Just, it didn't make sense. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, the fork and horn buck I killed in Idaho, the skull is about the same size or actually a little bit bigger. Granted, that's a mule deer, right? you know, but it's just a completely different game. And I do respect guys that I mean, if you're hunting for the pursuit and for the challenge of a big bull, I mean, I don't care if you're out there for points. You're just, that's not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to judge you for it. But no, I mean, I, I, it, there is a big difference between going after a target animal or a certain class of animal just because that animal is way smarter. Yeah. And, and for the guys that, you know, and I, I stand behind this statement hundred percent, usually bigger horns are attached to bigger bodies. And so if you're also a meat hunter, it does make sense for me 
to go after an animal that is more mature. And so there you go. I, you there know, you go. I, granted that blacktail was extremely small and everybody was except say, his you, rack. We can justify that anyway. <laughs> yeah. We can justify yeah. that anyway. <laughs> but you know, and, and so I, I, I get the argument from all angles and, and, um, the, the meat, you know, I probably have more of a person that, that is a meat hunter. I've had more yeah. of a problem with that person than I do with somebody out there going after a giant. Because, because. This should be interesting. Because you're probably going to disagree with me on this one. This should be good. Because if you're out there shooting spikes for that 15, 20 pounds of meat you're getting, I don't agree with, with I'm a meat hunter, but okay. yeah, I could have, I could, I don't agree with that. I totally, no, I agree with you on that. And that's, that's a whole different subject of ODFW and stuff. I, yes, yes. I honestly think I would so much rather have opportunity over something of that major as far as like, you see what I'm saying? Like, and this is, this is just going on far as like tag allocations and stuff like that. Like for it to take it down to spike allowed to kill. What if you took it and made it three pointer better? Rather than just a fork and horn. Yeah. What's that going to do to the population? What's that going to do to the overall, you know, I I just would rather go that route. I I agree with you on that, on that realm is I would rather see it like that route. Yeah. I mean, you're, if you just, spikes, I don't know, man, I I can get on my soapbox here, but. You're killing the potential. Yeah. Well, 15 to 20 pounds of meat. I mean, I feel guilty taking an animal's life over 15 pounds of meat when if we would have waited two or three years, you maybe would have got 60 pounds of meat. Or I don't think quite that much, but yeah, depending on the body of the deer better, or the, you know, especially yeah. a mule deer. Um, but yeah, mule deer definitely. Yeah, but like a blacktail. But a blacktail, if you get forty pounds of meat, you did good. <sighs> yeah. You're doing great. That's a hundred, probably thirty pound, hundred twenty pound buck, yeah. probably. You know, yep. and that's a, that's a good sized buck. Yeah, and uh, yep. and it just it just I don't know it just and I don't judge anybody for it if that's where you're at and that's how that's what your skill base allows you to go out and get or the, the amount of time you have. True, you know. Uh, I don't judge you for that, but if you're saying if you're judging somebody for shooting nothing but trophy bucks, and you're out there shooting the takes for ten pounds of meat, twenty pounds of meat, yeah, <clears throat> and you need to be happy for anybody that's happy, right? That's the right. whole thing that comes down to like, we're, to go back to the score. Like I had, I had Dan Muse official official score. <laughs> I took it to his house and yeah. I, I said, hey, will you do me a favor and just score this for me, just because I don't want to be the guy that just throws it out there and yeah. says. Oh, you know and so he did that for me and he came up with the official score of uh, 350 and an eighth which is amazing <laughs> would you to forget me. to measure a point or something no <laughs> when you cut lines on a horn and everything and when you actually get the tape out and he taught me a lot actually about scoring but it's it's you know cutting those lines i mean there was an extra I mean, half, eighth, you know, three quarters of inches that I really, yeah, just from just like going over and just kind of eyeballing, you know, where each time starts. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, he's, he, he really explained to me how you just take it and just cut that whole tine off and act like that whole tine's gone. And I'm like, okay. And he says, that's why I'm putting these tape on the horn is like, if that whole tine's gone, this is what the horn would look like. So the horn comes down that far. Okay. There's no, where does that tine start from where? Huh. It was interesting. Really, That's, really interesting. I, 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 you're going to have to show me um, after we're done here. Because what I yeah. do, is, and I score, some people think I'm really good at scoring animals. And I, cool. I'm about as green as you can get. So 
if you bring your animal to me, like <laughs> you and me both, Wes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, Wes brought an antelope over he shot, and um, I'm like, that's, yeah, I can score that. That's one of the hardest, too. yeah. And uh, and I'd never done, I'm like, we can figure it out, I can print it off, you know. And, and I think I scored it at like 170 inches or something like that. Like, you shot, you shot the world record by about 80 inches. Nice job, <laughs> yeah, nice job, nice and job. I'm like, so, yeah, so, so obviously, we don't know what we're doing on that one, but um, it just like I always take like I take D loop material because it's it's great yep. for, for measuring. Yep. And then I'll put it on. Let's see if you have the main beam, and then you have like let's say the third coming up off. I put the string along the main beam and the string along the main beam, and then I put it going around obviously the tine, and wherever that line goes across the tine is where I mark my measurement. Yep. I don't know if that's how you do it or not. Yeah. No, I, I think that's I not a, like <laughs> I said I'm not a professional, but I did learn a lot from Dan <laughs> just showing me how to do it, and it was it was really interesting. Yeah. Man. Well, if you want to bring your animals to me to score, I'll score them, I promise you, probably 25% bigger than they Yeah, if I are. could get that, you yeah. know? I mean, I've got about, I don't know, how many record book animals? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, have you ever entered cool. anything in the record books? No. Neither have I. No. And that's what everybody, man, I just skull capped this bull and I'm not. You gonna... skull capped it? Yeah. That's so Steve you. That's capping. so you. Are you shoulder mounting him though? No. Oh my God. <laughs> and Steve, the whole time, he's over there with the saw. I can just imagine just. God, no. Oh, there were so, so many curse words. Yeah, exactly. yeah, oh, yeah. I wish I was there for that. <laughs> oh, it was so, so good. I'm just like, hey, Steve. I threw in my little Wyoming <laughs> song. I'm like, you want to school cap this thing for me? And he just looked at me like, you son of a. <laughs> I, you know, I would have been like, no. <laughs> I can't do it. It's just, it's so cool. Like, What'd you do with the hide? Did you keep the hide or anything? No, just threw it away. Really? Yeah, just threw it away. Um, I'm gonna have to start a GoFundMe for like let's let's mount transport. No, <laughs> not at all. No, I'll use that for my family. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but I, I like where I live. You've been to my house uh, a couple different times, and I have a big barn and stuff. And I had all my horns are in. Not all my horns. I have a bunch of my grandparents and dads too. But anyway, it's just cool. Like people that come over. They can grab them and they can grab them and, and wheel them around and feel how heavy they are. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a massive bull. It is a giant, massive bull. And it's just cooler for me to like say, here, touch him, grab him, take, you know, and, and it's just neat to rather than looking up. I don't know. I just feel like <clears throat> a dictator. Just like, look at my bull on the wall. You know what yeah. I mean? I just, yeah. I don't know. Whereas people can just like maul them over and, and, and feel them. I almost burned them already when I boiled it. Yeah. Oh, I almost caught him on fire. So <laughs> when you do see it, when you come over one of these days, it's all black on the bottom. Don't mind any of that. Okay, copy. Don't mind any yeah. of that. But it's just it's just cool for, to to relive the whole thing, and it's almost like me going up and 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 touching it for the first time. It's like other people get to grab onto it and then actually have a feeling with it, rather than looking it up on a, at a pedestal yes, yes. and just being like. That's neat. The king shot a bull. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, always, I, think I always look at it as when people look at other people's mounts, it's just like, I don't ever want it to be a look at me. Look at what I did. I want it to be, hey, check this out. This Isn't this cool? You know? And, yeah. And, they, the and they get to touch part of the hunt that they watched. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Well, being able to handle a bull that big, I got to handle another one that was about three something. It was in your quality, but it didn't look... It didn't look it. It just had masks for days. It, the frame wasn't even close to you. Sure, sure. And um, I'm like, man, that's got that's about, what a three thirty. He's like, no, it's about what your bull was. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. And I just as soon as you picked it up, that's when you realized wow. I just underjudged this bull by twenty inches. Mm-hmm. Like it's incredible. And and the, like, how wide was it? 
Uh, he's 50. Uh, depends on which times, I guess. The outside spreads, like, uh, I think it's almost right at 53 inches. 53 inches. So yeah. that's, like, pre- getting pretty close into what, like, a good moose would be. It's amazing, yeah. When you when you like, and that's another cool thing. Like you take the horns and you put them on edge, you know. So you put the one set of the horns on the ground, mm-hmm. and the other one comes up to like my chest. Really, it's it's so amazing. Next time I'm over in your neck of the woods, off the swing by and look you at have it, to, man. You yeah, have to, man. And I will have them at Portland. I'm just gonna have them out for anybody to to um, to yeah, maul them over. I don't oh care. yeah, when's the Portland Sportsman Show? Portland is middle seventeenth, something like that. Fourteenth February. Yeah, of February, mm. February. So it's just this next month. So yeah, anybody that wants to come out, I'm going to have the horns on the ground right there. You, anybody can touch them, grab them, do whatever, yeah. steal them, whatever you want to do. Whatever <laughs> Is Cody do. and um, um, Steve going to have their bulls there too, you think? I think so. I, I've actually told them they're getting theirs mounted. But um, yeah, I hope that they have theirs. I don't think they'll be mounted i don't know that's a great question actually yeah that's a great yeah because steve's had a couple good years now steve's had a lot of good years yeah he's had a lot of good tags <laughs> well a couple I've, good tags. i've been with him on pretty much every single <laughs> yeah. one <laughs> yeah i man. try never to miss those hunts so what's your what's your next hunt next hunt that you're excited about that i'm excited about i want to do um and i'm starting to kind of get ramped up excited about it i want to do a sitka blacktail hunt Hmm. on and um anyway i was just talking uh with wayne in the cop from the bow rack and uh i think we're looking at 2023 20, somewhere in there and going up and doing a huge adventure big time hunt and but i'm gonna take my bow and a there you gun. Go. yeah that, that's exactly what i <laughs> do and a gun. i've got a couple of buddies that have been bothering me about going to sitka and it's like man you know i, I can kill blacktail here however i understand it's a whole different animal yeah. up there but like I've, i'd rather do like caribou or something and so me and my dad have been trying to plan a caribou hunt see that sounds fun that <laughs> yeah. sounds super super fun and and just some of those I, I i don't know that's just one on my docket right now but uh, I've got a lot of other stuff that's just like, I don't really have like, I don't know. I don't really have like a bucket list hunt. Like mm. a lot of people's, you know, it's like Africa. I don't have any, <laughs> any ambition to go to Africa yeah. at all to hunt. Anything. I, I've I just been don't. there once and I would go there to only hunt really one or two animals. But I've, after I've been there, like everybody, the, the saying for Africa is like, if this trip costs you X amount, it's going to cost you a hundred grand because you're going to go back again and again and again and again. And like, I never got that feeling. Really? Yeah. Really? It's just, I don't know. People love hunting Africa, but if you just see the photos and you just see the success rate, it's really, I don't know. It, you can come to your own conclusions on it. I think it dilutes me a little bit by seeing just every, everybody that goes there. It's not like, man, I had a hard hunt and I didn't kill a water buffalo or whatever yeah. you're after. It's just like, you're gonna kill it. You're gonna kill yeah, a lot of buffalo. Yeah, you know. When we were there, we, we hunted a ranch that wasn't. It used to be good for kudu, and it was like a ranch. It was like 110,000 acres. Right. Right. Giant. And yeah. I mean, he called it a farm. I was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> like different terms, I guess. Yeah. But um, and and apparently a disease had ran through the the, the area rabies, and so there was hardly any kudu. And so I hunted kudu for two or three days, and I only saw one bull. And we only saw like two or three kudu toes. So I didn't fill that tag, and that's what I'd go back there for. Oh, that'd be cool. Kudu, kudu. Yeah. But everything else was like, it was just, it would, it just, to me, it was, it was killing. It wasn't really hunting. Yeah. And I and didn't, like, I didn't I, like that. Like, 
And this is totally personal preference. Totally not, right. you know, as far as that goes. Like, I don't see myself ever wanting to kill a zebra or a <laughs> giraffe. Or, well, you know wait, if I mean? you hunt Africa, you will because those freaking zebras, they ruined I don't know how many stocks. <laughs> and after, I, 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 I'm like, uh, after about the sixth or seventh time, I look over. I'm like, how much is that animal right Just there? let me know. Because yeah, I'm about 700 bucks. Okay, next time. And uh, yeah, I was just like. I just would feel weird bringing home a zebra, right? <laughs> you know, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those love hate animals because you're trying to stalk these wildebeest over here, and then these zebras. Like, I don't know how many times I got screwed by zebras in Africa. Really? I mean, oh man, there's so many of them over there. But, yeah, um, on the ranch we were on. But yeah, I mean, that's a whole different animal because I you, you go do that, you kill a million animals in a week or whatever you want to do, and and you don't take care of any of them because you have people for that and yeah, all this other stuff, weird. and then. Like I was excited this year for blacktail yeah. because I had a rifle. <clears throat> First time in many years I had a rifle tag. Got my butt handed to me. I was out probably at least a dozen to fifteen times uh, and didn't see a branch buck, not one. And then really, yeah, I just got my butt handed to me this year. Like I, I pride, pride myself on the ability to be a decent blacktail hunter, and this year I was just like. Humble soup every day. I mean, I was out almost every time. day. Absolutely. And, but, you know, then I have a buddy posting, you know, here's a 130 I passed oh, up. Here's a 130 yeah, I passed up. And he shoots like, a 140. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> I don't know who's passing up a 130 buck. Yeah. Um, his name is Corey. Yeah. Hart. I don't really, I'll throw him under the bus. I already don't crazy, like him. Crazy, crazy. I already mentioned him on another podcast, so I'll have to tell him I talk about him again. He's, wow. But uh, the guy's a stud. He's an absolute, very successful hunter. and Must be. And um, Is he hunting public ground? Yeah. Passing up 130 black tips. In our area. In our area. That's more than impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's got the videos more, and pictures to prove it. And I'm more like, than impressive. I'm like, dude, you're passing up bucks bigger than I've ever shot for blacktail. Most like, people have ever seen. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like there's there's that, and then there's the spike hunter. It's just it's just, it's just funny. There's it's a, two it's different ends of the spectrum. But 100%. so you're excited about Sitka, Alaska? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, yeah, I don't. There's like I said, there's nothing really out there that I'm just like no bucket list stuff or anything like that. I just I try to like I don't know every opportunity that I get to go somewhere, try to make that my favorite hunt. You know? Okay. So that's a good mentality. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a different thing as far as like. The whole mule deer thing intrigues the heck out of me. Mule deer? Uh, yeah, big time. I've got to do Montana a couple different times. Uh, shot a different couple bucks in Montana. Uh, I'm talking right now with Dylan from Onyx. And um, we're trying to plan out a mule deer hunt for this year. So I'm super excited about that. And I don't know what it is yet. I don't even know what, you know, what we're going to apply for yet. Mm-hmm. But And then you got the whole draws, you know, Arizona, New Mexico. That could... It could happen. It could well, happen. I mean, so. uh, we're, maybe we'll have to um, off air talk about a little bit of an opportunity because I, I I almost went to Arizona this year for the late season OTC. Archery. Oh, cool! Yeah, and um, and now I'm get to go on Instagram and watch everybody else killing the bucks that I could have killed. And it's like, man, <laughs> but I'm I'm really am at, at happy and at peace with with my season. And I I honestly it came down to um, just because. And I've talked about this before on another podcast, but just because you can, should you? Because my freezer is pretty damn full, and it's just me and my wife. It's a and great. So, I think it's a great something to check, right? Yeah. yeah. Am I going over there for my freezer? What are you Am I doing going over for? there for my ego? Yeah. You know, and and so I was like, you know, that's going not... for that picture on Instagram. Bro. Yeah, my Instagram game game's pretty strong. Just think so. of how many 
Yeah, those, those likes? 200 likes. I need to get those yeah, 200 just, likes. Just think how many likes that'll get you. Jeez. It just, and I, I, I gross myself out a lot just when I, when I, I catch myself. I, I try and check myself all the time. It's like, dude, what, what's your good, motivation? Dude, for I that? think that's a good pulse to check. I really yeah. do. Yeah, really do. Well, next year I'm going. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, <laughs> took a right turn. I had the self discipline this year not self discipline, but um, that might be a good hunt because you and I probably don't have much going on in January or something like that. Um, no, just like right now, just trying to get everything all out. back together and all the videos back out. And yeah, it just it's a it's it's production mode big time, and now we've been getting into the goose and the duck stuff pretty heavily. And Cody's been heading up a lot of that. I, I haven't done as much as as he has by any means. Him and Strand are really they're they're really good at it. Yeah. Really deep into it. I'm not that great at it. And I just I honestly it I would just I like doing the <laughs> production side of things, you know. <laughs> Holding down the fort on this side. Yeah. So yeah. Well it, you I mean good. you're going out and freezing your balls off in the rain and, and all that stuff, aren't you? Going out for after ducks and geese and stuff. Uh, and all of them look alike. They, yeah. all, look the they all look the same. Well, I told Cody, I'm like, hey, man, I want a shotgun. I have it. I've never gone. So I'm like, if you have an empty He's seat, supposed to take you this year. Let me. Is he? Is yeah, he going to? he's yeah. supposed to. He's told me before. You're it's on the list or something. Good. Yeah, I told him. I don't like, know what I'm, this list is. Yeah, but. I told him, like, put me on, put me on, you know, what you reserve. And, and if you need somebody, you, I, you know, I have a shotgun now. And, and um, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, man, I hope it's like a nice day. But I hear like the the not cloudy days aren't any good or crappier the better yeah man. it's like man i mean i don't know if, if he calls me he calls me if he doesn't i, I totally won't mind <laughs> you're okay you're okay i'm okay it. not you're eating okay the duck yeah <laughs> no that's where yeah it's 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 a fun time the one thing i do like about the the duck hunting and stuff like that is we can do this all day when they come in <laughs> you got to be quiet obviously and you're all you know you're you're, you're concentrating on the shot and all that and stuff yeah. but other than that no, you're just BSing with your buddies all day. Which that, is, that would be fun. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Like just mm-hmm. hanging out and just getting to kind of catch up, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun that way. I could see that. Absolutely. For sure. So, um, outside of that, you have a hunt that you're uploading today. This is a big one. Yeah. It's going to be one of my, it was probably one of my favorite hunts ever, honestly. And I don't like to classify any favorites well, or sentimental value. It's got to be sentimental value. One of the yes. Top. It's been a goal. It's been a really goal of mine to, um, to do this and stuff. And, and, uh, my son Wyatt, the hunt is my son Wyatt killing his first elk. And I think there's something to be said about, I mean, elk hunting, especially in the country that we are around here. And you can, you can, I think, express to that. Uh, it's not easy. You know, it's not just a gimme. (laughs) So even when you think it is, it's like, okay, yeah, I was wrong on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And and so to be able to be on that hunt and be able to, uh, do the mentor, you know, thing and, and take Wyatt on that, or he had his own tag, but just to be there, you know, as far as that goes, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun deal. And, and to teach him, okay, this is this. And, it, it was it was fun, man. So it was, fun, it was a muzzleloader hunt. Yeah, fifty cal. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I think that's a better caliber. It's still muzzleloaders aren't. I mean, right? They're I lethal, mean, but over a fifty-four, I'd choose a fifty. Yeah, I, mean, was, I, I think the the range is better. You like the the drop in the bullets less. You can correct. be a little bit more accurate. And you're and still it, shooting. We're still shooting a 260 yes. grand bull. Yeah, people are like, "Oh, I gotta shoot three something." I'm like, "Jesus, dude!" Or no, it's four. The, no, it's four sixty. Yeah, it's it's great. The yeah, bullet's giant. The, yeah, yes, giant. And it's like 
how, how much do you need here? Because yeah. they're not wearing armor-proof vests, you know. And you still have open sights. It's not like we can do exactly. around here. It's not like we have scopes and sabots and stuff like that. Exactly. It's still open sights. We, I ran a, I used to go an iron sight, but now I, you can be more accurate, I think, with a peep sight. That's what we use. And so yep. switched over to that. And um, 100% agree with you there. And Wyatt was doing great. I mean, he was shooting in practice and stuff like that. He was shooting 110 yards, you know, uh, six six inch group. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, that's awesome. We call that good enough. We call it good enough. <laughs> I do. Absolutely. And yeah, because uh, I think my brother and my dad, they both had it this year. And I think they practice out to 125. And um, they're, if they're hitting a paper plate, that's their goal is to hit a paper plate at 125. That's great. Which is a poke. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how accurate they're. That's just what their you know goal is, I think. And I know when they were shoot, when they're shooting 100 yards, they're shooting at a paper plate, and that's yeah. what eight inches, ten inches, whatever. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, something like that. But um, I mean, that's with an open, well, not even peep sight, which I agree, you can be 100. percent I believe you're more accurate with that. Yeah. You can keep it inside a paper plate pretty easily at 100 yards. With practice. With practice, yep. yeah. Yep. And then you got to get better at loading and reloading and speed loads and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, and, the whole speed load thing. And mm-hmm. that same morning that we shot the that, that bull, Wyatt missed a bull. Did he really? Yeah, missed a four-point. I think it was four. I'd have to look back at the video. Anyway, and, and it was closer. It was 65 oh. yards. Oh. <laughs> How far of a poke was it on the bull he got? Uh, 88 yards. 88 yards. Yeah. See, that's a good poke. Yeah. But the problem was it was the whole muzzleloader game, right? Like load the load everything that morning, pouring down rain, pouring yeah. down rain, you know, trying to keep everything dry, which we did a good job of. <laughs> Get up to the edge, saw him off, you know, snuck down, long story. Anyway, dead rest. Like, this is a dead bull 100% <laughs> of the time. Look quartered away, looking down the hill. Mm. Click. And it just doesn't go <laughs> That's off. That's muzzleloader running, yeah. And that can, yeah. to a 14-year-old boy, Mess with you. that can really, or 15, I'm sorry, 15, 15-year-old uh, kid. And then I said, just pull the hammer <laughs> back again, just do it again, you know, because you can't, you know, and click. And it's just like, <laughs> both still standing there looking away. just. And so I think he got riled rushed. that third time and he got rushed. And I think he jerked the trigger and boom, muzzleloader goes off, bull just looks around i'm filming and that's the other tough thing is what for what we do which really was a gift to have steve with us on that hunt is steve could work with wyatt while i was filming and that was the agreement we have i said either i film and you work with wyatt or vice versa and steve wasn't too familiar with the camera we were using and so i said i'll film you just work with wyatt and make sure you know so anyway so but and bull you know, turns out there was five bulls. Was there? there. <laughs> five branch bulls. Really? Within 75 yards. <laughs> anyway, so, and you want to talk about a defeated 15-year-old. Yeah. And it was pretty amazing to watch Wyatt, like, I just, you know, I didn't do a lot of it on film because I don't think I needed to. You know, I was just like, it was one of our moments where it's just like, I could show him from a long distance. He was upset. You know, he was upset with himself. He had this goal too, you know, and he just thought, well, there it goes, you know. And so, because we'd hunted the last weekend before and then that whole weekend of that when we when he killed us. And so I said, hey, hey, man, it happens. It ha- we all miss. Right. We all miss. And um, anyway, and get back on the horse and did a lot of driving, a lot of, lot of going different places and everything. And then anyway, found another herd and there's a four point bull in the herd. And I was hmm. just like, all right, let's sneak down through the timber. They're in the clear cut, super windy. Let's try to perfect. Yeah. It was awesome. 88 yards. And again, 
click. And so in between those times, I took him out. And I'm just like, let's just make sure this thing's on. You know, let's just make sure because it's not like him to miss. Why well, it's a really good shot. And uh, put the old Bud Light box up there <laughs> like two inches from center at really? 80 yards. Oh. Like, okay, what? Something, something. Yeah. And so anyway, and so I think he took that into, you know, it's like you got to take a, a little bite of that humble pie every once in a while. realize we're all yeah. human. And anyway, well, then the next bull click. And anyway, I said, just squeeze that trigger. And so he pulls back the hammer again and boom and shot him right, right through the, right through both lungs. That's perfect, awesome. perfect shot. It took like three steps and then just tumbles, tipped over. tips over dead. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. that, you know, that's a good tag and, and that's a fun tag too. And, and, um, it is. You know, there's, a, there's a tag going on right now, um, for archery and, and, um, I have a couple buddies that have that tag and they're out there still looking for help. The late stuff. season. Yeah. That's a probably, fun tag too. Probably the hardest tag. Yeah. I would say in the state of Oregon. <laughs> you think? I've never hunted it. I don't know. I, just, I think it's a it's a it's a it pretty good, it's a pretty good tag. Opportunity, I think. Think is about good. that bull that Wyatt just missed. The first one. He said oh, dude, I, we, that's a yeah. dead bull with a bow. Yeah, in that be. in that whole thing, I bet you could have had a shot at a couple different bulls. Yeah, yeah. Except so. they don't allow spikes. It has to be a branch. Bull. Has to be a branch bull. Yeah, and that's the tough thing because my brother, my dad had it, and they saw a million freaking spikes. And just and and not they, really. they just, I'm not I'm not my tour to tell to to tell, but uh, there's some swinging and missing going on there too. You know <laughs> that can happen. But uh, it, I'm curious at the end of every day if it's rainy outside for muzzler, do you shoot that? We do when it's rainy. We do. I always shoot it anyway. I'm just like just for one, just for the practice. If anything else, like okay, if yeah. that was a bull right there, you know. And I just pick a rock usually or something, you know, and a piece of sandstone or whatever and just say, okay, now shoot that. And and it gives you a good idea, like, just to clear the barrel right. and clear your head, you know. Yeah. And more confidence. Well, I, I've, I've always, I get anxiety when I leave that round in the gun and then I'm thinking, was, is there any moisture? Is there any, is the powder completely dry? Is it going to, con- is it impossible to condensate? I don't know. Like, the last thing I want to do is go click. Because well, I didn't shoot it. That was a weird thing. We practiced for like three different practice sessions. <clears throat> and so, I mean, and we're talking like eight, ten shots per practice session. with a lot with a muzzleloader because right. it gets expensive. Yes. And, it's just like, <laughs> right. and it's just like every single time, click, boom. You know, yeah. it went off every single time. Yeah. But when we're hunting, when you're lined up on a bull, <laughs> every time, yeah. click. And it would just not fire. But I will say like the, the caps we had were the better part of probably 10, 12 years old, I would say. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you have these things around. It was my uncle's gun and I've used it numerous times. And yeah. It's just like, but you know, it's yeah. like, I need to probably. We've even, um, and we, my, my dad has been hunting buzzloader hunting for even longer. My brother has, and, and they've learned a lot of lessons. You don't carry your caps in your pocket. Nope. Cause the lint can mess it, mess up. it up. Like you, there's just a bunch of little things that can go wrong. It's with the, a muzzleloader. The muzzleloader game is totally different. It is. Totally it is. different. Yeah. You know, I, I saw in the regs this year where they didn't have, I, there was no verbiage for, for open breach. Did you did you notice that? I didn't see any of that. No. I don't, doesn't mean it's legal to have a closed breach, but there was no verbiage against it. That open a door. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really? it could. I mean, I, I wouldn't be the guy going through that door first, but... <laughs> I mean, maybe make a call on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't say in the regs that you can't use dynamite. Obviously you can't use dynamite, shouldn't. you know, so you shouldn't, I mean, it shouldn't, but 
Frowned Anyways, upon. well, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to see you guys do muzzler hunting because I it was fun. I mean, especially for the local guys, I'm like, oh, you know, like I've been on that hunt. You know how fun it can be and how frustrating it can be. Yeah. And, you and helped me out with it, what, two years ago? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Royce, Royce and yeah, Chantel. Yeah, remember when Royce and yeah. Chantel shot her for the bull? <laughs> it's, you and I call different the same things very different. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, this creek, awesome. that road, what do you call that? Oh, I call this. <laughs> it was a little different, but we <laughs> right. we, we found it in the end. Yeah, found right. it in the end. We ended up shooting that, what was it, 4 yeah. by 5 or it's something, something like that? Yeah. It, was a, it was a rag. And, it was and, awesome. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty – I completely forgot about that. I know it. It's just – no, that's the – and that's what I'm kind of getting at, I think, with the rifle side of things and stuff. It's like, it's pretty cool to be reinvigorated and into hunting and stuff like that by rifle hunting and muzzleloader hunting and just doing something different. Just doing something different. It's just like, I, I, I kind of equate it to like, you can catch steelhead on a yarn ball side drifting a thousand different times. But after a while, it was like, okay, what's different? How can I catch them different? And then, right. like, I did it. I actually caught, I think I've caught, I don't know, half a dozen or so on a fly. Really? And yeah. And it was just like, just a different thing, man. It was just such a, it, you're still doing after this kind of the same thing, but it's just doing a different technique to get the same result. And it was pretty flipping fun. <laughs> it was pretty fun. So, I, and that's what I'm trying to do. A hundred percent understand. Cause I've, I've been with elk. No, I'm a hundred percent business and in, in filling a tag is priority number one. But with deer, I'm at that point where it's like, well, how else could I kill this deer? You yeah. know, like I've been really thinking about, cause I have two, two trad bows at my house and I'm like, Think about actually investing in one I want to hunt. Interesting. With. For deer only, because I don't care as much for deer if I'm successful. But for elk, like, no. I'm that not, fills the freezer for a I'm whole not year. Doing that. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's completely a whole different game. And and so And, and if you'll change on that. I guarantee you will. The more you get into it and the right. longer time. I want to get good it. at it before I start taking it on for elk. And I think honestly, if you're gonna hunt rosies, that's probably the best animal because a lot of those shots are close. Yeah. Super close. A lot of them. A lot of them. A Within lot of 30 them. yards. Minus the ones that are in the unit. You know, you shoot yeah. a million miles away. But, you know, yeah. I mean, you guys have a million shots that are probably under 30 Most under, all, your, most under your belts. Yeah. High, high, high percentage of all our yeah. shots are under under 30. Yeah. And high so I, I think, you know, the coast is a great place to start for trad. But, again, I like elk meat. <laughs> I don't want to fail. That's the whole thing. I tried to pick up trad. And, I, I mean, my hat goes off to the trad guys because the guys that are – good at it and it takes a lot of time to do and a lot of you know just hours and repetitions and stuff yeah dude it is hard it is really really hard yeah i mean it's not easy and if if that's a route that anybody wants to go i totally commend you yeah let's just not fight as hunters on a guy that trad hunts versus a guy that hunts something with a rifle let's you know let's all stay hunters 100 percent. well we're getting i mean we're getting into a a topic here where we're getting hit from all sides washington and it, then what was it arizona and utah with the tra- was it trail cameras states? utah went down arizona already has done it and Utah okay arizona already went did yeah. the whole trail camera thing yeah and there, where are you at with that man i've never even hung a trail camera <laughs> <laughs> so it's i hung like, one yesterday yeah no did you yeah i did sweet i saw a big black tail dude and me and my buddy were like let's come back and so i I mean, you know, I've been trying to kill a cougar with a with a call. Oh, cool! And um, and we're out, and, and we saw a big blacktail, and I'm like, I'm gonna just see if I can't get him on camera. I mean, he he's like a 125 inch three point, good buck. coastal buck, giant. And I'm thinking, hey, no, I don't want to get him on camera. He'll be a stud next year. That'd be awesome. But um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm so new to the camera game, but I can see a point to be made. Seeing some of those, I don't mean to interrupt you, but seeing what is over there and what people do. Yes. Nuts. Like 30 cameras on one water hole or something like that. It's just something we don't deal with here. It's just something we don't have. To a point. I've seen water holes in eastern Oregon with six or eight or ten. Have you really? Yeah. No Yeah. Um, But it's like. For deer? Elk. For elk? For elk. Interesting. Yeah, and so you know, like I'll I'll give all ten of them a fun show, you know, like whatever. That's what I do, and um, and so, but I I get, I mean, I can see because there's what was it Utah that said let's put the hunt back in hunting, and I'm like, I don't know. are people using those? Obviously, using for information, but are they, are they using those as a tactic to kill? Like the cellu- cellular ones where they those cell cameras are legit being you have an animal on your camera right now you're like oh crap let's go you know like i could see that because that to me is like okay yes all right i guess but you still have to get there and kill the animal all right so yes but what if okay obviously you're a guide or outfitter and you're you know that's that buck on there is going to produce me food for my family right you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? I, like, I do. You you wave that in front of a rich guy. I'm just it's, throwing things out now, and yeah. it's just like <laughs> I'm just throwing, throwing, throwing to the wind. But I'm just like, yeah. And that is what actually feeds your family because you found that quote unquote right buck, and he wants to shoot that, and he'll pay you right thousands of dollars to go do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna argue this not just please. just just for the sake of arguing. Yeah, people please. were successful guides before all that technology mm-hmm. too, putting meat on our table. True. It's just another tool. But would you be behind the eight ball if you didn't do that now? That's the whole thing. People were successful with trad bows right. the whole time sticking string, you know, before compounds. I mean, came. I I want to put the hunt back in hunting as much as possible to the point where I don't even really know what that means. It just sounds good. It sounded awesome. It sounds great. It sounded awesome. But I mean, who am I to make my belief push my beliefs onto somebody else like yep. that? I, I totally I don't know. I, I agree with exactly what you're saying, but it turns out in the whole thing of just like having motors for fishing, you know, <laughs> right. you know, and it turned yeah. into the whole thing where you see what's on the back of my boat now, because I couldn't, <laughs> you can't beat them. You know, you can't beat if you're making one motor. pass versus six. Yeah. You can't beat them. So you're at some point you're going to have to join them. Right. You know, if they make it legal. So, and that's the whole thing where it's like, oh, if they shut off motors on like where I live and stuff like that, I'd be totally okay with it. If everybody got shut off, right? You know, make it fair, you know. But at the same time, it shouldn't be so certain people can do it, and certain people can't. Right. So. I just with the, I mean, private property. I think should be private property. You should be able to do whatever you want with with your trail cams. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure maybe that probably isn't a problem. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I hope that the they wouldn't on dictate. The field it. is that I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I've got buddies that have. I mean, we're talking double digit cameras out. You know, they have. Tons, really, just right over here, you know, over really? towards the coast. And I don't think it's ever actually helped them ever kill an animal. They just like getting pictures of them which and, is, and knowing what's in there. Which is cool to see a cougar or a bobcat or whatever. Yeah. Every once you in get a while. lots of bears on camera. A lot of bears. I don't think I've ever set up a camera and not had a bear on it. Really? Yeah. I can't. At least, imagine. at least, yeah, yeah. I can't think of. I mean, probably nine times out of ten. Yeah, I would imagine. But um, yeah, so but we I, should. Never mind. <laughs> we should cut tags. You know, we should easy yes, now. Absolutely. Easy now. Well, tags. this year, I mean, I've really thought hard about because I've been trying to kill a, a spring bear with my bow um, for many or fall bear with my bow before bow season. Okay. For a long, long time, and I've passed up probably five or six. You know, and I say passed up. I mean, 
sub 100 pound bears. Like mom just kicked them out. I'm, yeah. I'm not interested and I wouldn't feel good about it. It's legal. Yeah. But sure. Just not who I am. And, and, um, I want to set them up on these. I have one right now. It's set up on this mossy. It's a total spring bear spot, mossy cliff area, grassy, mossy cliff. Nice. And I'm like, I just want to know if the bears are there. I'll just go there and sit every night until he shows up and maybe, I don't know. I'm just trying to think outside the box for getting a bear with my bow. Heck yeah. But, uh, and if you're talking fall, I would be more blackberry cat roads. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, spring, my goal. Yeah. I have a new goal actually. What's your new goal? My new goal is to kill one with a pistol. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I think it'd be, I mean, it's still like a bow. It'd mm-hmm. be still, you know, it's got to be within like those, like the 10 millimeter, the new one that we're coming out with. It's a Born and Raised Outdoors edition. Really? Yeah, Sig Pistol. It's going to be awesome, or it is awesome. It's just not out yet. Um, anyway, it's, uh, you know, you put a red dot on that. I mean, I can shoot a pretty darn good group at 50 yards. Really? Really good. Yeah. So to kill a black bear with it, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> I've got a uh, 44 black powder revolver. Black powder. Yeah. And it's freaking accurate out to about 20 yards. I can hit <laughs> out to about really good. 20 yards. Yeah. <laughs> and I've thought about going hunting with that. And then I read in the regs that you can't have a cylinder black powder pistol or a cylinder black powder rifle for hunting. True story. Yeah. yeah, during during the, muzzleloader the, season, you cannot have a repeater oh, black because it has a repeater. Yeah, on. it's it's basically a semi-automatic. But you can do it during powder. a rifle season. I would. I I mean, I I didn't see any verbiage against it. <laughs> yes, you yes. Can shoot him with the bow. Yes, but I mean, the the black powder cylinder is outlawed for for a. I don't know if it's a completely unaccepted method of take, but for black for muzzleloader, you can't use a black powder pistol, which I was totally going to do. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was really bummed because I'm like, man, if I could get one with a, with this freaking, it's like a 1870 re- replica. It's sick. It's beautiful. And uh, just go out there, just start hammer time. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's, that's pretty cool. Actually. I think it would be pretty cool. That'd to be do that. really cool. Yeah, but so that's that's one of my down the road sometime. I don't know when. But bear, you said bear with yeah, with a black pistol. bear, a black bear with a pistol. We should try and do that. You know, if we, if we draw a tag or something, like let's just hold each other accountable. Like I'll bring the bow, you bring the pistol. <laughs> Have all the aspects covered. Exactly. And then it'll be a 500 pounder at about yeah. 200 yards. Yeah, exactly. And we'll like, yeah, yeah that's like, cool. I snuck in my, my 308. Yeah, just hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. I love it. But... Well, I think um, I think this has been a good episode, man. I think what it's been think? awesome. It's been cool catching up with you again, and um, man, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me come to your office and, and record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a that's a little bit of a mess. I right was now. almost halfway expecting to see your bowl in here. I figured you'd have it hanging up somewhere. Oh no, it's probably in your rafters in the garage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. But all yeah, right, man. Well, I'll, I'll probably catch you on the next one here soon. All right, buddy. Good to see you. See ya.